right, I mean, in the, wise, in the wise words of our Lord and Savior, Lil Pump, let's get it, my dudes. Word. Yeah. Yo, yeah. I don't know any of that. As Tyler would say, aloha and welcome to the casual interview of Tyler. Hi, Tyler. Greetings, Koopalings. How's it going? Oh, I'm doing fantastic now that I, uh, I'm i here. Uh, wait, what's up with these chains on my arms? Yeah. Why am I, why am huh? I strapped to this chair? Kind of, yeah. You know what? Who are these people? Exactly. Don't worry, don't worry about it too much, Tyler. Just just sit back. It feels kind of snug. We're going to we're gonna ask you some questions, and all you got to do is answer them. Is that? Do, do you think we can do that? Is, is that a tire rod over there? It's don't very easy, Tyler. Just, just, just look at me. Don't, yeah. don't worry about it. Nick, uh, I thought you said you, you wanted to do an interview, buddy. Uh, I, yeah, yeah. We're I'll, doing I'll tell you the pin to my locker room back in high school days. If you want to look at my speedos. Don't, don't. Just just sit back. Relax. I'm going to ask you a few questions. Yep, we've already administered the drugs, yeah. so you're, you're all good to go. Don't, wor- don't worry about that car battery with the with the things. Just don't worry about that noise. Don't worry about the chainsaw in the background. Just, um, just, uh, how about you start by telling us your blood type? My, 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 my blood type? Now, Nick, who, why would you need that? that? That's a weird question. Why would you ask anybody a question like that? Is your limb damaged? <laughs> Mind you, I've been asked that question. Myself. Oh, Cam, why did he ask him that question, man? Oh, no, no, it wasn't me. Cam's yeah, oh, just, yeah. just oh. hanging out. He's just, oh. just scoping the perimeter and making sure that we don't get any <laughs> uninvited <laughs> visitors. Everything's ah, safe. Yeah. Everything's okay. safe and it's secure. A private part. Yeah. Uh, my blood type is, I believe, the last I, I've checked, it might have changed, uh, O positive. O positive. I have no idea what that means, but that's fantastic. Congratulations. Well, I, uh, o, the O uh, essentially means I can uh, pretty much give, I believe, to everybody, uh, but the uh, the positive antigen means I can only give to people. No, I don't remember. Yeah, that's, that's a very fine. good question. I thought I could deliver to everybody that had uh, a positive antigen. But I can only specifically get O positive back. Like I was like the, the universal uh, donor with uh, positive antigens, by the way. Oh, o positive, I think. Okay, O positive. All right. And so I have a list of questions here, and I tend to like going off them in order. So, um, how old are you, Tyler? Tell us about yourself. These are some basic questions, basic background questions about yourself. I am uh, 27 years old. I was born on February 25th, 1991. For those who want to hack my Facebook account, so there's that for you. Uh, you, my mother's maiden name is uh, actually I don't think that's listed, so hit a toe as well. So, uh, social security number though, hands up, mother. Uh, I can't say that word. So you're 27. Um, when and where were you born and raised? I was born and raised actually in the city that I'm in right now. Uh, technically, I'm in the outskirts in a kind of like a side city, but uh, I was born and raised in Bay City, Michigan. Again, you're one step closer to my Facebook account. Congratulations. It's yours <laughs> at this point. Please post more than me. But yes, I was born and raised in Bay City, Michigan, which, uh, you know, it's a small town, population of 32,000. Uh, it's about 20 to 30 minutes just north of Saginaw, for those who are uh, loving that one, and about maybe 40 to 50 minutes north of uh, Flint, which is uh, a little bit more popular town for uh, yeah, various okay, reasons. Yeah. So I heard, uh, water tastes great there. Yeah, so I'm um, not that great on American geography, but I have heard of Flint. Ooh, so, good. Yeah, uh, yeah. I know what to quiz you next, then. <laughs> um, so We're going to get you Michigan. national citizenship through the testing of us. We'll make you a better American than we ever are. <laughs> oh, I would rather not. 
Thank you. Oh, very much. I can't blame you. I'm I can't happy blame you. Canadian. Yeah, or eventually becoming Canadian. Anyways, anyways. Um, so, question outside of the list. Um, uh, born and grew up around Bay City. Yeah. Did you uh, do a lot of traveling, uh, moving around when you were younger, uh, college, whatever? Or uh, I- yes and no. Uh, I did live at one point outside of you know my city. It's ironic because I've never lived in a different city besides Bay City in Michigan. But I have moved to the point where I just completely shot out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, usually it was in Indiana specifically. Uh, I used to live uh, with my father. My father uh, had split up with my mom when I was two years old. And I would bounce between the two of them. And he would live in a, a town called Newcastle, Indiana. Which okay. is you know a, a spitwad of a city to the northeast of Indianapolis. But uh, you know I lived with them there during like uh, my... See, I think fifth and sixth grade, I believe, and then uh, another point. Uh, no, I think that was it. There's a couple of times between that that age, like between the ages ten to twelve, I would live with them for like a year at a time, and that bouncing. Other than that, the only other time I've actually like traveled the world and all the other stuff was when I was an over the road truck driver, where I you know I traveled across most of the continental United States. So, right. I've seen almost every state in the United States besides Alaska, Hawaii, and for some godforsaken reason, Florida. They would never send me there. It's I mean, like no oranges today. And they sent you to Rhode Island? <laughs> they have sent me to the Rhode Island. Huh. <laughs> I've driven by there. Yeah. Um, uh, I would measure Rhode Island better there. than Florida. Or yeah, but it's so small. Much you, better driving experience. You can't fit the truck inside <laughs> of Rhode Island. So it's, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember, like, uh, when I passed through Rhode Island, because uh, my geography is all sorts of wrong. I feel like I went to there, and then I was heading towards Boston. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that was a drive-through state for me, and it was all of you know 30 minutes. And I think what happened was <laughs> they canceled the load, so I stopped at like uh, a truck stop at the very end of the interstate towards Massachusetts, and I just called it there and took uh, like a 34-hour break, and that's the last time I've seen Rhode Island. <laughs> uh, like honestly, I, I felt like Kurt Schilling was waving me out. So yeah. the, you know, that's the last time I thought about that place. Um, but, so we'll get back to your parents in a bit because you mentioned them. But uh, mm-hmm. let's start with some other basic ones. What kind of, what's your favorite kind of food? My favorite kind of food, and this is weird because my family is considered Italian, but we don't actually know. It, it was like uh, a mystery breed. Right. And uh, again, uh, I'm, I'm trying to allude to the reasons why I like it so much. Uh, well, I'll just say the answer: pizza. I love pizza, and I love anything that's uh, bread-based for the most part. Right. Like uh, people in prison, they say bread and water is you know the nightmares. Like I'll take bread. You know, I don't even need butter. Like if, if I can put some mustard right in the dead center of that thing, I'll be happy. But then suddenly they are like, oh, we'll put something you know stuff in this bread for you. I'm like, what kind of stuff? Mm, tomatoes. Oh, I like tomatoes. Tomato paste. <laughs> I'll take it. Cheese. Oh. And you know, it's like, oh, anything else you want? Even pineapple? Yes, certainly do it. And I'm like, Neat. wow, the I mean, devil's I mean, fruit. I mean, at that point, it's kind of like, well, as long as I'm not paying for it and if it was offered to me for free, I'll eat just about anything. So um, pizza is actually not my favorite food. I can't stand pizza, at least North American pizza. You know, give I me can some, totally like, respect that too. Rustic, like Italian pizza. Mm. There, okay, now I don't even know what Italian pizza would technically be at this point. Because, uh, like, the biggest things I know is thin crust. For those who like to live on the East Coast, typically that's a bigger thing. Or near my area, it's more uh, deep dish. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. you know, thanks to Chicago and you know all that patronage for that. But uh, for me, I was always a good deep dish kind of guy because I like to hold the pizza up and not looking like a, a floppy wiener in my hand 
because you know I overloaded it with uh, toppings. Now, if I have to eat it with the fork and whatnot because it's thin crust, that's fine. That makes it worth it anyways. But uh, like, it has to have some kind of thickness to it, like be able right. to support it if I fold it inwards a little bit. Right. Um. Okay, so that's food. Uh, favorite color? Favorite color. When I was a child, it was blue. Uh, blue. Up until about eight, ten years old. It caused a lot of fights because uh, whenever my mom took uh, me and my sorry my sister and I to the bank, uh, my grandma used to work there, and she's like, "Hey, what kind of suckers would you like today?" Because they'd give away those dum dums, and my sister liked blue because I liked blue. Uh, I think she liked purple at one point, but eventually she converted into a blue lover too, and so me and her would fight for the blue suckers because God forbid there was only you know one able to be given out, otherwise you'd run them dry. But uh, something weird happened. There was a time where I met a friend named Grant. And uh, he introduced me to the concept of this game called The Legend of Zelda. And uh, he said his favorite color is green, and he showed me why. And he showed me this cool little character named Link. And I would say about two months of experiencing this and experiencing Zelda, I agreed with him. I thought green was a fantastic color. So to this day, green is my favorite color because I like a nice forest green. Okay, okay. Um, So now we're going to go back to your parents. Uh, oh boy! Tell me about your parents really quick, uh, or in as much detail as you as you wish to. Uh, oh imp- man, I can write you a book about this. Are you sure? My All dog right. pass. A few minutes each about your uh, each one of your parents, or together collectively, whatever you know. Go for it. Sure. Uh, let's see. For the most part, uh, my parents were together. They conceived me at a beautiful hotel known as the Pink Flamingo Hotel to the song uh, Three Dog Nights, Joy to the World." Great song, by the way. Uh, they were kind enough to let me know this without my. <laughs> You know, acceptance like I didn't want to hear this but they're happy to know now I get to pass on the good word when I, uh, they tried living together because they were uh, you know I think uh, around 20 21 years old uh, they tried living together it didn't quite work out they split apart my mom started living with my grandma and uh, for the most part I didn't see my dad for a good portion of my life up until like I was six or seven years old he was that he was that kind of guy you know tried to right, stay in right. life but let's you know be real he had better things to do and whenever my mom struggled uh, financially i would live with my father and he would do good but he was also uh making ends meet on his own end uh plus some by uh catering illicit drugs i guess you could say well you know he, he was a drug dealer and uh you know uh, that was a fantastic you know experience uh, being the son of a drug dealer lord of a certain area I, I won't say any certain areas, but I already named a city in Indiana, so you know you do what you will there. But uh, for the most part, it, I lived with my grandmother actually up until uh, like uh, end of uh, middle school up to high school, and they're you know what I consider my true parental or uh, parental figures because my mom uh, had a huge dysfunction with society. She was clinically depressed. Uh, she was a huge alcoholic. She right. stopped taking care of the uh, you know me and my sister. And uh, when my sister's father came into the picture, because, uh, you know, I'm a half-brother, uh, she wanted to take me out of the picture, or take us, you know, out of Bay City again, and just go off into uh, the boonies, and live with this guy after meeting him for the first time in about 13, 14 years. And within two weeks, she wanted to just drop everything and live with him. And I couldn't handle that, because I had a rough, uh, you know, setting with my father, because, you know, being who he is, plus, you know, he was uh, not the nicest character. He was uh, physically abusive. I did not want to go with this random guy that looked like this gruff figure that was ready to, you know, lay this anytime somebody, you know, smart talked him. And uh, it was uh, a rough week when my uncle came to visit my mom's house one day to find it completely empty, except for my stuff in my room and some cans of food because I 
I was so adamant on refusing to leave that she she freaking left me there, and it uh, it it caused a huge point in my relationship with my mother that uh, I don't like calling her mom anymore because I uh, I realized that I I just didn't like talking to her anymore. She she did a thing to me that felt like it was so scarring that I felt like I could never forgive her, and so when my grandma took over. Uh, you know, she was the next best thing to, you know, a, the close family member I could ever ask for. And uh, eventually when I hit 18, uh, my mom and dad came back together. So after about 16 years of being apart, they finally got back together and uh, got married. So, you know, they had their okay. amazing after after uh, by the time I hit an adult. And uh, things are kind of stra- strange for us because we aren't very close to each other. And every time we do... Uh, the relationship usually turns toxic after about four or five months because I like to have my privacy, but at the same time, uh, they like to plan things every single weekend and it becomes overbearing. And I, you know, I try to work with them to strike a deal or something, but, uh, anytime I, you know, don't do every single thing with them, it, you know, it's like, Oh, you don't love us enough and all that stuff. And it, it just, it, it went awry really quickly. Right. And like to this day I had, you know, I just wrapped up a, you know, two-year agreement with them like hey we can't talk to each other like this anymore and uh after my wedding this year uh i'm starting to talk with them more i uh i'm trying to work things out with them and i'm on speaking terms with them so we're not facebook officially i haven't unblocked my mother right, from right, facebook right. so you know we're, we're not that quite yeah, far that's yet. when it's real yeah i mean it sounds like at the end they're like they're just trying to overcompensate for all the you know all the time lost and you know maybe they've realized all the quote-unquote bad things they've done but then they're still making it about themselves they've somehow successfully managed to make it about themselves well i mean they gotta focus on themselves as people i gotta respect that but at the same time it feels like uh they're trying to treat me like i'm still 14 to 15 i'm still part of the circle here and it's like i'm a grown adult with my own wife now it's like you got to treat me as a separate circle that you want to you know bounce together every now and then you know why aren't you going to school still or some crap? Right, right. No, yeah. And once I feel like once you lose that right as a parent, you don't automatically get it back. Like if you do something like messed up to the point that your mother, uh, mom did, um, she's lost her right as a parent. And now she's trying to act as a parent, but she doesn't just, it's like trust. It just doesn't come back like, you know, like snap fingers. Yep. I think it all, it definitely all depends on what you want to do. But like, as far as I'm concerned, that'd be a situation where it's not worth your time. No. <laughs> like if it were me, I'd be like, they're not worth my time. Like uh, I like, I, I pretty much set that in stone with me during the high school days. Uh, high school specifically, I had a real struggle with uh, the fact that I, like, my I, I tell myself my mom abandoned me, but that's such a harsh word and phrase in my head that it makes me bitter. Right. And so I, I tell myself instead my mom chose uh, what she thought was best for her, but, you know, she made the mistake of not considering me. You know, it sounds rough, but, you know, it's not nearly as bad. I know that sounds depressing, but... Uh, no, but, his... no, words have a lot of power, and so the more you can like refactor them uh, to make it make sure that you can carry yourself forward in the best manner is the best way to deal with things. I, I guess the problem with this whole situation, like during high school specifically, when I was living with my grandma, I considered myself the protector of the family because my father was never there. My, when my mom had boyfriends, they you know they're active drug users or drunks. And they would get violent during the thing because, you know, my mom didn't want to drop her panties at every given moment. And suddenly they're drunk and violent. And me being like six feet tall at age 14, I was still pretty you know, intimidating looking for you know, a young guy. And I always, you know, drove them out. I would 
lift them and throw them out because oddly enough they're actually shorter than me and uh once that happened where my mom you know was an hour and a half away i couldn't do anything if something happened and my mom she likes to play the victim and you know, right. i get that, i get that from her too admittedly uh, and, you know, she would tell me something happened up there. My sister talked back to her father and father hit her or something like that. And, you know, my mom might, might have gotten the fight with uh, my stepdad or, you know, whatever you want to call him, my sister's father. I, I never really called him a stepdad. They never got married, but I don't know. And it was so bad. It was psychologically damaging to me that, and this is, you know, this is screwed up, you know, now when I, you know, mention it nowadays, I, uh, told myself that if my parents my parent my mom and my sister were gonna be in pain and there was nothing i could do about it i should be in pain too and that's uh when in high school i started uh doing self-affliction uh with uh burning and, and uh cutting myself and obviously you know, i'm not proud of that to this day but you know it's just a fact that hey i you know i used to do self-mutilation to myself every time i heard and hit you know extreme stress levels finding out that my my mom and my sister you know caused me a lot of problems well they didn't cause me problems they had a lot of problems and they let me know in such a way that i had no way of you know stopping this i i tried calling the police once on them and you know the case turned out to you know get dropped fairly quickly because my mom was one of those oh but i still love him he didn't mean to do anything i just needed somebody to talk to about a kind of situation and it's like and so now I got scars. I got scars on my hands. I got scars on my legs. I got burn marks. I'll never leave. And I get to look at them every single day. They uh, remind me of the mental anguish I put myself through. Not them specifically. I put myself through. I like. I own up to that mistake. They might have put me through the stress, but I'm the one that made the decision. Even if I was some young weeaboo son of a gun that just like <laughs> you know, edgy anime wasn't enough for me. I I gotta you know tear myself up. And I, I know it gets dark. It gets dark, man. I, you know, I always joke about my dark past and all that stuff. But well, I mean, in terms in terms of the darkness, we do have to ask the question, of course. At what point did you activate? Oh, and we've lost Cam. Wow, that is that perfect is... timing. The the one <laughs> that's the first time it's ever. Yeah, that's the first time it's ever happened. I banish you to the <laughs> shadow realm. <laughs> right. Um. So I'll wait for him to come back and uh, ask his question again. But uh, tell uh, tell us about your sister. Like just really brief like um do you guys like, have like a good sister, relationship? Sister to oh. this day. uh like sister to this day like do you guys have a good relationship or like yes uh that that is one thing and my sister Sean. you know there there we go the worst okay. possible timing oh my I, god I, I know right i oh okay i thought he disappeared again I was like, <laughs> no i'm here i'm here okay. yeah. uh, i Nick has a question lined up, but you had one first. What's up, Cam? Oh, yeah. No, I was just going to ask, though, considering the darkness, at what point did you awaken your Mangekyo Sharingan? <laughs> <laughs> Are you referring to the Facebook image that I had created? No, just in general, in real life. When did you activate it? Uh, You know, it's very unfortunate. Oh, maybe not for them. I did not kill either of my best friends. Darn. Uh, yeah, but, we, know, but right? we know now. We know now that... It, it wasn't the death it wasn't like the active killing it was the emotional turmoil yes. from the death of somebody <laughs> of close to you that somebody actually activates the, the death of a uh, the curse of love or hate i forget what it is it's one of the two or something like that <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> um you were talking about you know uh well asking about my sister uh right now like i'm 27 she is 25 i believe uh 24 okay. 25 uh, she's doing good, and she's told me this, uh, you know, straight up. I actually talked with her uh, a couple of days ago about this. 
she said, you know, out of all the family member that has treated me wrong, you are passive. Well, she's, you know, telling me this, Tyler, you are passive aggressive about your anger with me, but you have not flat out tried to insult me. You have not flat out told me that, you know, that I'm, you know, something I can't be. And she like, you know, like you never called me the B word. You've never called me the C word, at least not to my face. And I was like, well, you know, every time I drive away, <laughs> I whisper it with the window down. But uh, she's like, you always treated me with uh, respect. And even when I treated you like crap, I'm like, well, Amber, you're, you're fan. Well, I mean, it's not like uh, your family thing. It's more you're my sister. And yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> you did nothing to me wrong. And like I, I might have some bitterness that I can hold towards my mom and my dad to some extent. But it's not like you kind of flipped me out, you know, or flipped me off on the way out to go see your dad or anything like that. So it's like, you know, we've we grew up together, and you know, we play Mario Kart and we talk about Zelda and stuff like that to this day. And you know, the, she's doing fine, and we have a good relationship together. That's so good. you know, I, I would say between her and my grandmother, uh, probably the strongest family ties that I have, besides of course my wife. So you know, yeah, yeah. Which was going to be my next question. You're married. Tell us, yeah. um, tell us about your partner. How'd you guys? Uh... Uh, you know, become that, become married. <laughs> okay. Meat is the word I think you might be looking for, but that that might be the word. <laughs> so some people kind of goth or get confused or amazed by this, but uh, I did meet my uh, wife uh, through an online service. Problem is, though, it wasn't like Tinder or anything like that. It was uh, it was a website called myyearbook.com. Uh, it eventually became known as meetme.com. Uh, it's essentially kind of like a uh, ye olde version of Tinder version of uh, Facebook to where, you know, uh, everything was casted in black uh, fonts and all that, or black and red fonts. And when, you know, we're going to be cool over here, oh, we like God. blue and white with Facebook, we're going to make you look awesome. <laughs> you can put your coolest stuff up here. And so me trying to get my D wet uh, one day in like 2013, 2014, okay. I'm typing up a storm. I'm prowling through the Internet trying to find my mate. And uh, I come across uh, this lady named uh, Amanda. And uh, I was uh, two years out of high school. I uh, finally got myself into a functioning job after being homeless and jobless for some time. I wasn't homeless. I was living with my best friend for a while. But, you know, I didn't have my own place. I was paying rent for it. But I had my own place. I was paying rent and all that stuff. I decided, you know, maybe it's time to get a social status change. And, uh, yeah, I met her on this website, and the uh, first thing I saw was uh, she's Native American. I'm like, you don't see that every day. And, you know, I, I check, and she's like, oh, she's Ojibwe. I'm like, oh, uh, I went to CMU for two years, and I took Native American history. I know what Ojibwe <laughs> means. That's a Chippewa. And it's like, you know, I, I contact her, and, you know, we talk for a little bit. I was like, by the way, I saw that you're Ojibwe, and uh, I, I say, Buju. Yeah, B-O-O-Z-H-O-O, which means hello in Ojibwe. And that was like the immediate, like she's told me this, you know, years later. That was her panty dropper line, you know, that I gave her. <laughs> and uh, we talk and, you know, she was fascinated that I actually knew three words of a dead language that, you know, she was uh, totally a part of. And uh, I think one night after like uh, my, uh, like it was like two in the morning, I talked with her and she's like, hey, want to go get some Taco Bell, you know, before they close. So we meet up two o'clock at night yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I have a, uh, I wrote a song for our anniversary. It's a poorly written song and all that stuff, but it's still there. It exists about how, about us meeting up at uh, Taco Bell. And she commented about, uh, the parking lot at Kroger's being very dark across the street. If we want to hang out over there. And that was a, you know, a scary flag for me. Like, Hey, I, we, we just met. <laughs> 
you know, I, I started sweating like, oh man, she wants to take this a little far. You know, I'd rather have underplayed in, in place you know, with poor meat quality to stare at me than, uh, you know, sit out there in the dark when you, <laughs> when's if I turn into a body? Anyways, uh, we officially like realized that we're starting the date because there was one night, got out of a third shift uh, with uh, my gas station job where I came a truck driver, got trash talked a lot. I realized it was a bad night and I was going to, you know, start my real night, which was 5 a.m. with a nice little fifth of uh, Black Velvet. And uh, for those who don't know, Black Velvet is probably one of the lowest grossing spiced rums you could ever think of. Like, it is atrociously bad and very, very cheap and effective. It sounds terrible. The name itself makes it sound terrible. Oh, yeah. So I do this. I, uh, you know, it's about seven o'clock by the time I get home in the morning. And uh, Amanda tells me, don't drink alone. Just come over later in the afternoon, get some sleep. You got the night off. Come hang over. You can drink with me and my roommates. So that happens. I go over there and uh, we all sit on the couch like our, she had a roommate, which is, again, turns into one of my best friends to this day, David, because when I first met him, I was like, I need to have your blessing to hang out with this lady. And for some reason, he got such a freaking kick about that. Like, even <laughs> like at the wedding, he's like, the first thing he said, he wanted, you know, to have a blessing. One second. And uh, so we all sit down. I have this uh, polo cup. I fill it up to the brim with straight liquor. I'd probably not to the brim. I'd say about half to two thirds full. I'm not going to over exaggerate. I'd probably kill myself. Flip a coin, decide if I drink it or not, or wait half an hour. Heads, I drink it. Tails, I don't. I get a heads. I drink it. Of course you do. Of course course I do. do. (laughs) Uh, I I wait a half hour, get a nice buzz going on because I took it straight. Flip it again, get a heads. Of course (laughs) you do. I drink it. I'm I'm sitting there. By this point, I'm about halfway through the bottle in the course of an hour, which, you know, somebody who hasn't eaten yet, you know, uh, you know, haven't drank that much. He's had a crappy day. It's not exactly uh, a recipe for a good Prime, night Prime or a good morning. Flip a coin again. Of course you do. Sorry, I got an alarm letting me know that it's 135. What the hell? Uh, I know, right? Podcast soon. <laughs> uh, I flip the coin a third time. I get ahead. I put the cup up to my lips, and that is the last thing I remember for the very rest of the night. <laughs> when I woke up, and mind you, I've only met the, uh, this girl, Amanda, for about you know twice in my life. I wake up face first in her bed, <laughs> completely in my clothes, wrapped around in a blanket, with her sleeping as far away from me as she can on the other side of the bed with the blanket wrapped around her. And I'm like, oh no. And I wake up. She wakes up immediately because apparently she had a, a rough night. I didn't know why. I slept great. At least I told myself. <laughs> and she detailed to me what exactly happened. After finishing that third cup, I started going into nonsense gibberish and then started detailing and doing a Steve Irwin impersonation of National Geographic because we were watching that through Netflix. Then sometime there was some commercial or something like that. Uh, no, it wasn't a commercial. Some kind of dance song came up, maybe because they played it or something like that. And then I immediately started drunk dancing. Of course you did. And then I stood up, walked straight into her room, and then just face-planted into the her bed. <laughs> In the middle of her bed. She could not move me. She couldn't drag me up. And they realized that it, the furthest they were going to get me was the floor. They were not going to get me up to the couch. So her and the roommate had dragged me over to the side of the bed and they wrapped me around. And then she didn't want to sleep in the couch. So she said, fuck uh, it. And uh, <laughs> she slept on the other side of the bed. Two, yeah, I know, right? Uh, let's see We've all made that mistake now. Yep, yep, yep. Two hours later, she heard me. Huh, huh. 
and she was like, oh no. Got me upright. I'm still stone cone drunk, still don't remember this. Had to go to the bathroom. I had apparently, and she reminds me of this to this day, puked all over her panda bucket <laughs> and had such a horrible splashback of puke that it hit her hair and everything. Of course. And so realizing <laughs> all this that happened, she went into a very descriptive detail. Just, you know, she had to drive me back home because I didn't have a car at the time. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I can't believe I did this on our second time together. And in my head, it's like, I'm not seeing this lady ever again. I done goofed. I'm about to be single for another five years. And, uh, you know, uh, she drops me off. She's like, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, We don't talk for about three days. And uh, she texts me. She's like, hey, do you want to hang out again? No booze this time, though. (laughs) I realized she was the one. Jesus. And uh, after that, uh, like, uh, I guess another very shorter story. Her and I agreed that uh, we could not kiss because we realized, you know, we're actually going to come in relation. We cannot kiss until she beat her first Zelda game. And so we didn't kiss until she beat Twilight Princess. Nice. I respect that. And, you know, uh, every single time I would work at the gas station and, uh, you know, my biggest thing, I love to watch her defeat a Zelda boss. But then, you know, she got up to the Zelda boss and I had to go to work and then, you know, a four hour shift. And I'm like, now, Amanda, don't play. You can't beat this boss unless I'm there. And then I go to the work and two hours later, I get a text and I read it. And I'm, like, I'm sorry. No, no. You did it without me, did you? <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> Maybe another one, too. No. And so it's like uh, I, I got a picture of her giving a thumbs up over the, uh, you know, <laughs> Thank you for playing or DN. And uh, to that day, you know, I, I think that's why uh, we bonded so well is because we played Zelda together. Right, right. Oh, yeah. All and right. That kid is how I met your mother. Yes. Uh, no. Not yet, but quite. We're getting there. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. I'm going to skip into some of the more uh, serious ones that I had. Um, Goof off if you want. We got just oh, no, like uh, 15 yeah. minutes. No, I like to have them at the end. too. That's like one more story. Yeah, I used to have these questions um, as a uh, now I'm rambling as an interview question. Anyways, um, so except for the except for the podcast and 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 the Twitch stuff, um, and you're currently a truck driver or still a truck. See, I I'm terrible with. Uh, I mean, the word "still" and "currently" uh, they're synonymous to me, so you're you're on the right track, Nick. Yeah, Don't worry. I'm just ter- I'm just terrible with like job titles. I didn't learn what my cousin's master was in until, specialist. until he was graduating and they said it on stage and I'm like, oh, so that's what his master's degree was. In. <laughs> um, I'm so, a truck driver, yes. Okay, so any um, um, any like ambitions, any dreams, any anything that you want to do that you're working towards or just haven't figured out how to get there yet? Ooh. Uh, I mean, a lot of the dreams and ambitions I have, I'm acting on. There's a couple I got to put to the side just because, you know, time. I can't put all my things into, you know, multiple things because I got to give up one if I want to do the other. Uh, A good example is uh, I used to be a musician back in uh, high school. I used to play uh, brass instruments, uh, most notably the baritone. Okay. And I really loved the baritone, the euphonium. Uh, Teacher had really put me hard on the tuba because I was the only person that was able to play the tuba stupid easy stupid easy and i hated that because i love being you know the melodic in the solo every now and then but it's like her 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 the tuba goes boom 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 and it's like oh it's just enemy now you want me to play a solid no for 20 seconds straight great and why am i here just play that on a recording or something and so i had bought a baritone there's a baritone in my house i got from a goodwill auction fun fact there's actually auctions through goodwill online thought that was cool and uh, so I bought a uh, baritone. I want to, you know, play that and get back into it. Maybe do some amateur uh, symphonies in the local area. 
Uh, beyond that, though, uh, no, it's pretty much uh, podcasting, no. gaming, and of course, uh, now that I'm married, we are now discussing mm-hmm. me having a uh, more solid job now. I'm on the next uh, socially accepted step of uh, pushing towards fatherhood. So, uh, right, right. Yeah, that's the next big thing because, you know, let's be real, but podcasting, gaming, and all that stuff, it's a fun ambition, but. Uh, it's it's like with the it's like with the music industry. It's uh you know one in a hundred chance or whatever that you you can actually make a proper living off. So you have to be smart about it and then you know make decisions accordingly. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm, I never intended to become a professional gamer or a podcaster or anything like that. But I do like the idea of having my voice heard by the people that want to hear. Yeah. And uh, the idea of being a father is scary because, uh, as I'm sure you can guess, my parental figures were very bad uh, subjects to study uh, study on how to do that. Because, uh, like, uh, my wife apparently thinks it's a terrible idea if your child is bad to put it into the dog crate. Well, uh, you know, I thought I thought it was a great idea. Well, I mean, I sometimes not. you have to discipline them. Like, they, you had the dog crate, right? Don't put them in the dog crate. I'm going to say, as long as you leave a, thing, a bowl of water in there, it's not like they're going to die. <laughs> I mean, water is essential. Like, anybody can survive for about 30 days as long as they have water. And if they stink, <laughs> then you can just hose them through the dog crate. Jeez. If you have a question, Tyler, just Google it. <laughs> True. Uh, it, it's always going to start with, uh, yeah. as a father, shit, yeah. I would blame. There you go. You can't like, go wrong that way. I'm going to be the naughty side of the uh, don't do this parenting me- meme. <laughs> like, you know, when feeling, leave your baby in the back seat. Do. When feeling, <laughs> don't let the baby feel the car. Don't. Um, okay, so that's that. Um, podcasting. How did podcasting happen? I, I, I know you've been on uh, uh, different projects before, Casual Master Quest, um, but I don't think I've ever asked how, like, you got started into podcasting. Okay, so as a truck driver, I have a lot of hours in the day to where, especially over the road days, where I would have nothing but the open road in front of me, no one to talk to, and it might, well, I mean, I had people to talk to, but sometimes you just don't want to talk to people for hours at a time. Like, it drives you wild, because the only people that are... that? Hmm. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Like, the only people that are dedicated to doing something like that uh, in my close inner group was other truck drivers who just wanted to complain about how bad the roads are, and it's like, I don't need to know that. I already know already. My uh, wife, who hated it more than an hour because she wanted to do her own stuff, but she's, you know, she wanted to be, you know, a dedicated relation with me, and my parents, and boy, do they love talking. Like, four hours is like a minimum for them. It's like, <laughs> I can't handle this. I got to pee sometime here. Oh, you can stay on the phone. Just meet me. No. <laughs> God. So I decided that the next best thing is radio. Well, if I'm driving 600 miles a day, radio stations change. That's no good. So I needed to find an internet radio. Well, the next best thing was, uh, you know, instead of like Spotify or Pandora or whatnot, was podcasts. Right. And so I discovered that, uh, you know, what happens if there's a podcast about stuff I love? I love video games because that's my favorite thing to do when I come home every other weekend. So I started listening to a podcast called Giant Bomb or the Giant Bombcast. Obviously, you know, they're a big name nowadays, but I had started listening to them in like 2014. And over the course of like two years, caught up from them from like 2008 all the way up to current day i mean, like they 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 have hundreds hundreds and hundreds i'm guessing they're probably pushing like 600 700 episodes right now and i would just listen to them you know from like five years prior and i was just so into it because they're such great personalities i didn't care if they're talking about the playstation 3 at the time it's like it's not relevant but sure you know they're funny and they're witty and i right, enjoyed right. it it's like 
you know what? This guy kind of reminds me of how I talk with my best friend Brandon. And it's like they're so comfortable and close, and they just you know have witty commentary. And suddenly, before I know it, I you know I contacted my best friend. I was like, "You want to do a podcast? You want to talk about video games?" And he's like, "Well, you do realize that video games is probably one of the most broadly you know covered podcast subject, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah, but we're gonna be the best." And he was like, <laughs> "Sure, okay." Yep. So we uh, we started together. We uh, we find random friends we can add as a third wheel. Uh, before we knew it, though, uh, friends didn't want to come back because they were sick of talking about video games with us. So I dragged my uh, fiance at the time into it. And so the three of us started doing podcasting together where we talk about video games that we played throughout the day. And uh, that's how uh, Super Goon Squad became, you know, started. And we realized we love playing video games, but we also got kind of got sick of talking about the same stuff over and over because we didn't buy new games. And so we fixed it up <laughs> once every oh, uh, I know what that's like. I know, I know. <laughs> but like, uh, there was a point where we all talked about nothing but Breath of the Wild for like two months. It, it was bad. It, again, Destiny yeah, Two. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure okay. the Destiny Two yeah, curse. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But see, at least now I could talk about Destiny Two for two months because there's content. So I can only imagine <laughs> like how much you can do with Breath of the Wild because it's like a oh, minus yeah. DLCs. Like I'm sure you could do a lot. Okay. I'm sure you could do at least a good solid four episodes about Breath of the Wild, but like for a whole two months and beyond, like how much could you like milk it? Um, but that's cool. No, like um, you, you've sort of filled like a need or a void and then sort of just went on from there. By you know, Yeah, my uh, my best friend had moved out of the house. We were no longer uh, roommates and he uh, had his own house. Like he bought a house in Ohio. And with that uh, dedication to getting this house into a fixer-upper, finding his own job and all that stuff, he was not able to do the podcast anymore. Uh, the wife and I kind of looked at each other and was like, I don't want to do it with you. I don't want to do it with you. <laughs> so we, Super yeah. Goon Squad just suddenly, you know, went on infinite hiatus. Right. Yeah, no, that's that's understandable. And, you know, I, I realized that I wanted to do this sooner or later, but, you know, I kind of put it on the backside. And then uh, just one day, I started the post about Legend of Zelda and some random group called Play Some Video Games, some uh, robot program through Twitter, liked and retweeted me. I'm like, the heck? You know, you're going to search any time I talk about a Zelda tag or something like that? And look at them, talked with them, and like, hey, you guys do podcasting. And they're like, yep, yep. You need a podcaster? And they started rubbing their hands together like, ah, we got another one. Mm. And before I knew I was part of PSVG for about, you know, all of six months. And then I, you know, I, I got booted. So whoops. Yeah. And then now we're doing we're doing this. Hey, hey guys. Hey, this is hey, hey yeah. Master Quest. Hi. Hi. Um, at Master are, Quest Five, guys, come on. You know. Those are uh, those are the main like serious questions I had because we've talked about uh, favorite video game series and uh, you, you sort of already touched upon yeah, like, Metroid side projects and uh, yeah, sure, I believe that. Um, <laughs> all right, and so I'm just gonna close up with some of my favorite questions. Um, what's your favorite anime? Ooh, uh, my favorite anime is uh, TDGL, Top and Tangan Gurren Log. Oh, oh wait, stop. no. <laughs> stop. Fine, I have a question for you, Tyler. Uh, for the animation, not the golden one, but... <laughs> hey, Tyler, what's your favorite console of all time, and you can't legally say anything other than the Vita? What's your answer? <laughs> uh, oh, man. Well, I, guess, I, guess, I guess Tyler's just going to die. <laughs> uh, my favorite anime, I like. I I told uh, Cam this, and he he can trade and you know mock it all he wants. I, I said Code Geass for a while. I'm trying to think because there's a couple of good animes that I just I would love watching every single day. I'm just trying to think of which one I would love the most. Like, what is one that I would could watch multiple times? Because to me, if I watch an anime once, 
I'm done. I'm good with that. I put it into the books. Shoot, I don't need that. It's weird. It's because it, like movies I can watch and watch over again or like watch once a year, but there's no anime that I like. I got to watch it twice. I got to understand and enjoy right. it. And I'm sure if I looked around, I could find something that I enjoyed, like in terms of anime. But, uh, you know, I could say my, my first one, the first one I watched twice because I watched it again with my uh, wife. And that is uh, Earn High Host Club. That was uh, ye olde, uh, it, like it was old enough that it was a four by three ratio. That's how old it was. So, <laughs> okay, uh, you know that was another good one. So, yeah, yeah I like anime. Uh, and uh, yes, uh, the Vita is a fantastic system. Awesome, to great. Watch and play Persona Four Gold. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, I did have one question actually. I had a couple here, but they were all video game related. Uh, but one I have that's not is uh, what is your top bucket list activity? So something you definitely want to do before you go uh, i always wanted to either write a book or make a small time indie flash game Ooh, or man, at least okay. be a part of a project that was part of it like yeah. uh you know if it was not a uh, story design artistic design something along that sense but like there was uh obviously you guys know about some of my uh writing adventures with yep, uh, particular yep. topics I, uh, during the, uh, I think it's called Nano Remo or something yeah, like that. Nano Remo, yep, yep. Which is coming up in a couple of months. I had participated into that and I got about two thirds of the way into writing a full size novel. I was about 150, Ooh. 200 pages into it. And uh, I just stopped one day because uh, I hit writer's block. I pushed it off for a day, pushed it off for a week. And before I knew it, I just stopped writing. <laughs> and it's just sitting there. Like I, I could work on it. I don't even know if it's good, but it was funny in my head, anyways. Okay. Um... Uh, I'm trying to remember. It was about uh, it's this idea about uh, a kid who was 18 trying to get his truck driving license, and uh, he lived with his uncle Bucky or something like that or some crap who was a notorious truck driver when you know outlaw. He was forced to retire and all that stuff. <laughs> notorious truck driving outlaw. I love it. <laughs> I think his final stunt was to launch a ramp over the Grand Canyon with a uh, trailer full of chickens to give him lift. Oh no. <laughs> and uh i somebody stole his truck uh his uncle's truck and so he chased after him in his own truck got stuck in a blizzard and then uh eventually got transported into some chronicles of narnia level world where truck drivers <laughs> were a uh, legendary race that had been eradicated oh my god this very much reminds me of uh for whatever reason brutal legend <laughs> very strong okay. you right. what jack black of this All right <laughs> and like the last thing I remember was uh, the, there was a kingdom, uh, the frozen kingdom that needed the frozen heart to stay cold because the structure was made out of ice. It was slowly melting and uh, somebody had stolen it. And the kingdom I arrived at or the kid arrived at. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, no, self-insert. Yep. Needed to bring the tail tower. You know, they're like, we need a truck driver to bring this load back to them one last time. And so, you know, I travel across this uh, this world with this giant artifact called the frozen heart. And uh, like the, the princess of the castle, you know, wanted to get out of the castle and find a new life. And so I have like this elven princess driving with this kid who, you know, barely knows how to drive a truck. And it was wild. It was interesting. It, like it turned into adventure time, I think, at one point. We need and, more truck driving anime. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. That would be great. Cute girls driving trucks when? Oh, man. There's, there's a couple of pictures left. They're like, oh, thank you for breaking the stereotype. That's nice. <laughs> um, favorite flavor Doritos. Uh, I don't eat uh, potato chips, actually. Nice. Uh, I actively avoid is... it. What's uh -huh, uh, is... fall into my trap because Doritos are corn chips, I think. 
<laughs> yeah. No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Chips in general. I like. I. Okay, uh, so that's fair. Now, granted, I'm fat, so you know, it's not like I'm going to turn down eating, uh, you know, pizza and all that stuff. But I hated chips in general because they offer the same amount of calories for something that I will barely never get full on. So it's like, why would I eat this bag of chips if I'm, I'm not going to feel even remotely full and it has almost the same calories as, like, uh, say, uh, you know, I think of bread. Exactly. Wasteful. It felt silly, so I, was, I never I was, ate. I was just going to judge you if you said something like dill pickle or, like, cool ranch. Because I mean, if there's a, honest, like, like a wild food. chip, like uh, the chicken and then waffle chip from... Yeah, I need that. Like that. I need that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I tried like it once. Or, like, a buffalo chicken chip. You know, I have like Doritos that. once a year on E3, and I get the sweet chili ones. Of course you do, because that's the only ones you should be getting. <laughs> yeah. They're spicy, and they're exactly. sweet, and then you can lick your fingers after, mm-hmm. like, then all that spice dusting, uh, flavor dusting. The There's, like, a, a kind of chip, I guess, but it, uh, I don't remember what it's called, like, Takis or something like that. Oh, Takis. Yeah, those Takis, are around here yeah. all of a sudden. I feel like they've come up recently. Um, I think it's because of Orange is the New Black. Okay. Um, there was a, an episode where all they were talking about was tuna and Takis. Or something like that. Yeah. Tuna, jeez. Uh, something they, like that. I got a brand of it called uh, Fuego, which, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's essentially like some kind of spicy thing. And, you know, right. Amanda will bring those home and one dark night, you know, I'll look at them like, I could try these. I could eat these. But if there's a bag of potato chips, no, you won't catch me near them. Uh, my dog would eat them sooner before I do. <laughs> All right. So um, my last question, are you ready for this? Yes, hit me. This is a, this is a question that I always determined whether a person would be a good fit for our team or not. No. Uh, a hundred duck-sized horses or a horse-sized duck why that's wow that that's a powerful question there mind like, you mind you we were uh we were a student volunteer organization that did like tech support and so this has no relation to the question whatsoever mm-hmm. but it was an important question nonetheless yeah. so i'll repeat again for uh for uh, everybody uh if you had to choose would you choose between a th- hundred duck-sized horses or a horse-sized duck? For what? What's the goal? You had to fight, you had to eat, yeah, whatever. If you okay. had to choose. Well, in my head, and this can uh, actually help show you uh, my motivations behind this question or answering it, uh, I would say a hundred duck-sized horses. Okay. This is probably where I'd get fired. The reason being is uh, it's technically like possible to have a very large duck maybe not the size of a horse but you will never see a horse that's the size of a uh, a duck like ponies you know might be pushing it but not like tiny barbie size and whatnot and having a hundred of those could be a lot more valuable than just having a very large goose you could sell them i see yes i could sell them so i'm greedy whereas if i had a (laughs) horse-sized duck i'm afraid of gooses in general so if I had one that's just, you know could kill me like a velociraptor that's oh, in yeah. the shape, you know, I was like, no, I don't want that. That that's that's too dangerous. I and think that's I'm, why I'd uh, choose the the horse sized duck because see, it's a it is an unkillable death machine is what <laughs> it is. And you could you could try and use it as a mount, but it's gonna eat your throat. So it's pretty hardcore. All, all like, I was so we uh, threw in a bunch of these questions because we just wanted to see how people thought or like their their thought process. Um, and so the original question was, if you had to fight, which one would you, would you pick, right? Uh, um, and so a horse-sized duck, but we didn't care too much whether people got it right or not, because a horse-sized duck would be so big and it's, it'd be so heavy that its legs would just be crushed by its own body weight, so it wouldn't be able to move. What if and they scale up? easier to fight. What if they scale up? See, it, that's when it becomes a problem. Yeah. <laughs> if, it, if it actually scaled up. But well, it'd have to. If, yeah. if, if the anatomy stayed relatively the same it'd be it'd be an easy win but um 
Yeah. I feel like uh-huh. I would still have uh, better luck if if the luck or the doc was able to say struck uh, structurally uh, integrant. I feel like I'd still have much better with a hundred duck size oh, 100%, horses. hundred percent. You can just run away a lot easier. Yeah. Plus, not <laughs> mention they're not like ducks. They can't fly up and attack your like yep, jugular. Exactly. So yep, right. you could just stomp them. You can just stomp them, kick them. Yeah. They're at foot level. You're pretty good for that. I mean, their their biggest thing was the strength of their uh, hind kicks and yeah. the hooves at that size. I mean, they might hurt the shins or whatnot, but honestly, like the worst they could do is knock me over and. I feel like uh, Ooh, if you go to the ground, that's dangerous, though. So you it want would to be dangerous. Up. Like this we'll is video in the cover level stuff. I might get you know, tied down. Extended. <laughs> Jesus, is this what you think horses do? <laughs> this is like they naturally like, know the milk of the juggler. Like Attack on Titan simulation. Yeah. Right now. Oh, jeez, yeah, um, the back of the neck. Um, that's it for me. Tyler, is there okay. anything uh, you want to add? Anything you want to say? Anything oh, yeah. Do you, want, you want to start asking more questions to cover the last two minutes? <laughs> I have a final question, if you, oh, if you want one as well. So sure. I, I had mostly video game-related questions, like I said. And let me ask you this. What game series can you absolutely not stand bar none? And one that actually disgusts you to think about? So, like, it's one where, like, you see, even you see fans of it and are angered by that. Ooh. No, we're talking about just irrationally or just Irrationally. That... Just the okay. most, like, yeah. Visceral. Ooh. Let's see, a game series that people love so much that I like it just annoys me because, like, why would they love a game series yep. like that? It, it existence annoys you. That's what I'm looking for. Ooh, ooh, that's a very good question. <laughs> I wish you would have given it to me like halfway through. Or something. <laughs> Uh, I'm not a big fan of uh, Animal Crossing and the fact that people love that to no end kind of <laughs> annoys me because it's like okay. they get their undying love for a 200 hour game where they do all of eight things <laughs> and uh, one of them, is, you know, 80% of the time it's fishing. It's like ugh. Uh, let's see that's a very good question I, I'm trying to think of a, a game a, a game that I just simply do not like I mean the you know, easy ones would be like you know Call of Duty or Battlefield or whatnot yeah. but I'm not, I'm not actively right, right. bros and all that stuff they got their own culture mm-hmm. what we're looking for is like the one where you see it in D3 and you're like oh you know like just yeah. ugh. what yeah. is a game that I just like I it's actually starting to turn towards Kingdom Hearts at this rate. The more I look at it, like I feel like I'm gonna review it and hate it at this point. <laughs> like it, it's gotten so bad that I've turned to a podcast to help me recap about everything. But even they admitted about halfway through, in the thing is like, I'm afraid that you know if I'm gonna recap this so much, I'm gonna realize I hate this game. And like <laughs> I relate to this guy, and you're supposed to be my therapist to get me into Kingdom Hearts again. Uh, let's see. Pretty much any uh, MOBA game. There you go. All right. Like I, I'm gonna say, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. League of Legends. I try to turn a uh, blind eye to because my friends all play it. But anybody that talks about how much they love Dota 2 or uh, talks about uh, Hots or anything like that, I see. Uh, biased. He's biased. I'm completely biased. Anybody? Oh, I can keep going further with this now that I realize it. Anybody that starts talking about their flavor of the month MMO, uh, <laughs> like uh, you know, people like, oh, I'm playing Guild Wars 2 for you know, in the next two months. You should join us. I'm like you're just going to leave as soon as oh. I catch up to you guys. It's like, no, I don't want to talk or hear about this game. Funny you mentioned Guild Wars 2 because that exactly happened to me when it came out was uh, I just got into college when it came out and it was first semester and everyone in my, I had a gamer identity hall and everyone got Guild Wars 2 and they're like, Cam, get it. And I'm like, no, because you're going to drop it in a month and a half. I won't get it. I'm not going to spend $60 for that. That exact game, that exact reason. <laughs> for me, it was Final Fantasy 14. I had gotten it. Uh, my best friend who was my roommate at the time was playing with another friend and he was like, you got to catch up, you know, buy it for the PlayStation 4 and we'll play it with you on PC. Also, fantastic example of how PS, uh, PS4 and PC can work together. Final Fantasy 14. It's cross compatible. Yep. 
ridiculous. But I'm trying to catch up to them. There are loads ahead of me. Like, I'm going to have to put at least 100 hours to catch up to where they're at with the, all the new expansions. And I was like, man, there's no way I'm going to catch up to them. Because I was like, well, Brandon doesn't play all that much. I go up there one day because he took the hammer and left it up there. I look at his computer. And he has a program that's botting Final Fantasy XIV for him. I'm like, oh, you got to no. How am I supposed to catch up to you if you're still yeah. playing while you're at work? And it's like, ah. So I gave up on that almost immediately. I was like, good. You, you got your own way. If you're not going to wait for me, man, that's fine. But uh, I can't you know, keep up with you like this if you're going to be a 24-7 monster machine at me. Yeah. So, right. um, yeah. What's yeah. Up? What's up? Hmm. I think um, I think that's about it. You all set? Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you. For, I uh, for didn't the vote for Donald Trump. Oh, OK. OK. Um, I'm Just glad you put that out there. Yeah, OK. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I, I agree with that sentiment. Uh, thank you very much for answering these questions, uh, Tyler. You're free to go now. Um, oh, thank you. We're just gonna we're just gonna unbind these shackles, uh, get these chains off you. I'm sure you have a long day ahead of you. Ooh, yeah, so, don't worry we'll about those you organs. Know. You, you well, have doubles. So. Yeah, don't worry. Don't worry about. We'll any, see, I got two kidneys. Uh, so I can worry about one. Sure. Okay. I'll, we'll let you think you have two kidneys. For now. <laughs> um, just you know, you know, just talk to just oh, talk to Hilda on the way. Talk to Hilda on the way out. She'll get you set up with some food, and then you'll be good to go. No. Why am I pale? I got stitches, man. Yeah, Hilda, Hilda will set you up with the cookie. Don't yeah, worry about no, it. No, everything it hurts. Yeah. I'll, I'll sweet. Yep, sweet and good. <laughs> okay. I, I guess that's it then. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, this is the casual interview of Tyler uh, Vitito because my, my accent generally prevents me from saying it properly. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Um, Tyler, do you want to do the wrap-ups and plugins? Because I generally tend to forget them. Sure. Nick can be found at LR Warrior 11 yeah, Okay, I can remember that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find me at, on Twitter at LRWarrior11 and on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash LRWarrior11. Cam, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at CamCollects and Twitch, twitch.tv slash CamCollects. And you can find me at Two Times Tyler. I was just making a joke, but I guess we could do that for the side quest. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, I'll tell you about my information I on the can't next even, I can't even remember what happened on my, like, I, anyways. Well, because halfway through, my power cut out, and so I disappeared. That was uh, one thing that happened. Uh, okay. All right, fair enough. All right, we'll see you guys on the main show next week, okay? All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.